Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. What do you do if there's all this crazy bullshit going on? And we're talking about 5D and magic and harmony and tolerance and respect and whatever the other and hallmarks. the world is crumbling around us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, and as 3D crumbles around us, what are we meant to do? Dance on its ashes, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but then what are our priorities supposed to be if this like judgment day is looming? Finding the joy, healing our shit and living our purpose. But a lot of people, they've taken their healing and they've made it into their purpose. So oh, we were just keep, talking about this. Yeah, I mean, and they, and it's getting kind of frustrating because I feel like everybody's just kind of doing it backwards. People are really putting the cart before the horse. They're so focused on trying to make their lives better, which... Well done. Well High done. Five. Like, I'm like, pat you on the back. It is so necessary. Power to you. Yes. But then it just becomes their identity all that healing work or it becomes their job, right? And then they want to go around and start coaching people because they did it themselves. I made my life better. You can too. I'm feeling personally attacked in this. <laughs> you actually developed a whole uh, methodology though, Rhea. So, and you wrote five books. <laughs> it's slightly different. No, but you know what the difference is. Actually, when you're talking about it, I was thinking about it and I was like, is that what I do? And I'm like, actually, no. Because the thing is, is that... Yes, I documented my healing, but my purpose isn't to teach people how to come out of their karma at all. Or be like you. No, neither. My purpose is what happens afterwards. Mm. I spent my time so focused on it, so you don't have to in the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, here are, not the shortcuts. and The bullet points. <laughs> yeah, just here are the bullet points. Like, here are the things that if someone had told me these things as I was doing it, it would have really fucking helped me get through it faster. But yeah. that is not my purpose. My purpose is to be in joy. Yeah. My purpose is to be in love. Mm -hmm. My purpose is to have that echoed back to me everywhere and everywhere until the whole world feels the same way, which is the way I serve, right? Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with coming out of karma. And that has everything to do with creating whatever comes next. Exactly. Exactly. But instead, rather than divesting ourselves of our karma, we're really just looping through it, but we're elevating it in a way that isn't helpful. Does that make sense? It does only because of something we were talking about literally five minutes before we press record, okay. where I was saying to you that I've been seeing a lot of people who have the most beautiful intentions and who do feel somehow that they want to serve mm -hmm. this world, but because they have tied their identity so closely to who they were in their karma, that now it's their identity is the person who overcame that identity. When we And we discussed this in an episode a really long time ago about identity and about how really it's just so broad and expansive mm -hmm. that it doesn't keep us restricted. Mm. But I do feel like people can get quite lost in their, the identity of the person that's overcome their shit in order to finish their healing journey. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to stay in the place where we even keep that healing journey alive. As we said, history is dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the more we hark back to who we were, the more we bring who we were into who we are. Yeah. And we don't want that either. Yeah. So... 
it does make sense in a way because then you get lost in the past rather than able to create a future because you keep being the person who overcame the past rather than someone who lived the past and now is living something else. We end up living in our labels. So we're just trading one label, you know, the broken identity or whatever, the troubled to the fixed into the next. And so I went, I go from being the person in their karmic reality or their karmic story and whatever theme that might be. And woe is me in that issue. And then I'm done with that. But now I'm the person who overcame that. Right. And so we're constantly just trading one label for another one and for another one. Right. Until maybe we even land on one that's like healer. Yeah. Which is everyone's label in some way or another. Right. Yeah. But the, the issue is that even for quote-unquote healers, that's not your end-all be-all. It can't be. It's not no, because then your you purpose is for. about someone else, not you. Exactly. Exactly. And then that starts to kind of lose integrity because you keep moving away from your actual identity, right? Which is what we've discussed is your divine identity. You are the divine. So we can't be healers in 5D. Why? Because everyone's healed already. Exactly. Oh, is it really as simple as that? It's as simple as that. Okay. But it's not as simple as that. Okay, or go on. It's as simple as that. It's not as easy as that, no. right? So when we really are stuck in this, what we'll call this sort of purgatory or the in-between of our identities, right? Where, okay, maybe I've come out of my karma. I'm, I'm mostly healed or I'm finding my way out. But now I've just elevated my purpose to involve my overcoming. We're still in 3D. We may think... Because we feel better that then we've transcended 3D and that we're either at the doors or through 5D. But we've effectively just kind of have just elevated our 3D experience. Okay. And that's really what a lot of people have begun to do. So how, what's the difference then? Three things. One, stop convincing yourself that you're here just to heal. You're here to heal yourself, not anyone else. Because that's not really how we are meant to serve. And also you can't heal anyone else anyway. You can help facilitate. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be like, no, you can never help somebody. No, no, no. I'm not saying that, but you you can't look at someone and be like, Mm. I will heal you instead of you having to heal yourself. No, I mean, you're, it's, it's always about turning it back on the person so they can really take care of it. Right. So yeah, maybe you're here to hold the hand and all the rest. However you do it, but that does not mean you are a healer. Mm. Yeah. The second thing is, and I have alleviate the insecurities and self-doubt. So do you remember how we talked about in um, a previous season that your post-karmic reality can still involve insecurities and self-doubt? Yeah. Right? Well, when you're really in 5D, 5D, like you can't have those. There's always going to be a human part of you that's going to question, especially when somebody who's had karma, there could be something that creeps in. But it's really the, how much of this is informing my actions? How much of this is paralyzing me? How much of this is guiding every decision or choice I make? Am I just aware that I have this because I always had it and yet it does nothing for me? Or is it there because I have something that's unfinished? And how do you know the difference? Again, how much of it is guiding your decisions and choices? So you're still, you're like, look, I may feel this way, but I've got to give it a try anyway. Yeah. And that's different to, I may feel this way and yeah. it could be true. So I've got to mitigate for it. Exactly. Exactly. And it may not be that you really feel that way. Yeah. It might just be that your barometer is a bit off. Okay. Because it's always been off. And so we're constantly, sometimes it's, it takes time to like 
really reset it. Okay, go firmly. on. Firmly. What barometer? That internal one that says, I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. I know I'm good. I know it's going to work out. And it's not just your quote unquote knowing as we teach in terms of the pillars of trust, but it's just that unequivocal. You're on your feet. You know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is you... all coming from a place of my own power, which is fucking scary. And so, of course, you could be like, wait, am I going to be okay in this? That is not the same as insecurity. Okay. Yeah. It's okay to ask that question. Ask it more than three times. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're going to have an issue. I ask it every day. <laughs> but not about the same thing. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. And so how do you know when your barometer has been reset? Because the next time you face a similar choice or decision, you can jump in. There's less thought about it. Okay. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, wait, I do know something like this can work out. Wait, I do know that I'm capable of handling the outcome, whatever it may be. Testing is a constant need to prove. That will always lead to self-doubt. That will I be able to pass this test then? Mm -hmm. And self-doubt looks for proof. And insecurity wants validation. Yeah. So if you're flip-flopping between the two, you're always going to be looking outside of yourself for some reason or another to either validate that insecurity or invalidate it, right? Or prove that you're worthy or not. I mean, it's so hard when we're talking about interacting with other people, but I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm just going to say, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll keep going. Number three now. I actually would have preferred this to be number one, but fine. And we really want it said in these terms. So fine. When you can really just stop giving a shit. For real though. There really aren't many people on this earth plane who can actually for real say that and stand by that. I can't. But mind you, we're really trying to explain the difference, not just between 3D and 5D, but how to how people who've elevated their quote-unquote spiritual experience in 3D, how they can go from 3D to 5D. Okay. Okay? There are people who are doing it in this other way, and they can be in 5D and maybe carry a little piece, but it's just not informing their lives. But we're really talking about people who are so delusional about their spirituality and how that makes them super 5D, and yet all they're doing is just mimicking their 3D experience, right? So for them, they actually care more than the average person. <laughs> yeah. About how they're perceived, etc. Yeah. Not just how they're perceived, but are they doing a great job in service to the divine or God or their spiritual whatever? But it's not so bad. How great. You've got like a whole group of extremely motivated people. We've had thousands of years people doing that. Can they just do it a little differently? No one's reinventing the wheel if they keep doing that, Rhea. And so reinventing the wheel is really, can I make myself happy? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. First. And then can I watch that be multiplied out? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling I, I insecure. Can you validate me? <laughs> You're like, did, did I say that right? Did I say that? I'm like, I don't know. Is that in the fucking outline? None of this is in the outline. God damn it. I knew they were going to sneak something in today. You know, some of the most insecure people are some of the most spiritual people. Yeah, because they need an excuse. They need an excuse and they do, they understand 
to be fair, they understand that to be quote unquote spiritual or to do supernatural shit or whatever makes them a bit of an outlier or it has historically made them outliers. Right. And I don't mean just the witches of like the 17th century, but even like a few decades ago, nobody was really like making a living, like reading cards or something. It was still a bit of a whatever. Like for me, I remember when I was in my teens, my mentor Ron sent me to an astrologer, right? And she was just like this like super hippy dippy astrologer that I had to go find her somewhere in like some beach town or something. Like, you know, they were still, you know, closeted. And, you know, as we talked about how people need to sort of come out of their spiritual closets and really share their gifts and stuff, what we're one to caution and part of the point of this episode, not the full point, and my God, how long has it taken us to get to the fucking point, which is just be aware of the self-professed healers, right? Just be aware of what they promise because most can talk the talk but not walk the walk. And so while it is nice to go and find the person in the foothills of the Himalayas who can maybe read palm leaves. And perhaps that works for that person just to sort of like live in, you know, on their own. The reality is that it's really important to start looking for people who actually live full and meaningful lives. And not just because their LinkedIn pages are super full, but really because they are walking the walk. Are they people with integrity? Are they people who can stand on their own? How can you tell I mean, if someone's like that? Well, if you are like that, you're going to find people who are like that. But if you're wanting to become like that, <laughs> you haven't become like that yet, how do you find people like that? Or how do you know? Um, that's a really good question. I mean, I can stand by this advice too, which is look for the referrals. If you have a friend who really had a good, ex like a positive, if you had a friend who had a positive experience and that seemed to really impact them, and I don't mean with psychics who told them something was going to come true, like that's not actual work, but somebody who might have had a profound life-changing experience, yeah, might have received a piece of information but acted on it, right? It might have sort of provided the impetus that opened a door. That's where you start to walk through. And from there, you also have to check in with your own gut, your own intuition. Is this person right for me? They mm. might be right for somebody else, but do am I feeling it? Because mm. we'll feel called. Yeah, you know it quite immediately. A lot of people have gifts, but not all of those gifts are meant to be used to facilitate healing for others. Sometimes it's just enough that we can facilitate our own healing or our own betterment for ourselves and just can keep using that for ourselves. And for our like friends and family that we love. And if we want to help family and friends, if it really is for their betterment, great. But we're not necessarily meant to be everyone's healer or seer or fortune teller, right? Everyone is meant to come into their own truth. That's so you can be point. your own seer, healer and fortune teller. Exactly. Because that's really what helps facilitate a person's move into 5D. Mm. Not okay. because somebody else has just told them you're going to get there and do X, Y, Z things. I have another question. If you are able to, if you're one of those people who are able to notice, wait a second, I am having doubts and insecurities. Okay. What can we tell them to help them overcome them. If it's sneaking in there, then you just take a step back. And then the first question you ask is, what am I missing? As in, what am I unable to see? And what is keeping me from seeing it? Is it a particular step I need to take that I'm really unsure about making? Usually there's something a person's not seeing. 
usually the more we force it, the less able we are to see because we keep trying to narrow our perspective so much because we're like, I know I'm missing something. Let me just see. And then we're really trying to find the little dot in the mm -hmm. whole painting. And so usually it's really when you have to relax your mind because it's often when we can't see, it's our mental body blocking us. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because your mind is working double time to try to figure it out. But if you actually release your mind from it, the answer will come. Okay, so it's kind of like put the intention, I want to be able to see what I'm missing and then go and do something else. Yeah, exactly. And keep doing other yeah. things until it pops into your head. But just remember, why isn't usually a helpful question? Because why is the one that sends you down the rabbit hole with a gazillion answers, mm. right? It's how do I overcome it? No, how do I learn to live with this right now? How do I embrace this? Because that's usually what our trying to, mind is trying to figure out how to deal with it, right? Like, yeah. or what to do in order to ameliorate it. Mm. But that's not really what we're here for. Can we see it as exciting that we're moving forward? Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, can we feel a bit excited yeah. that we're going to have a new experience under our belts? I mean, the most expanded perspective we can always... Can you tell I'm processing something? I can. <laughs> I can, and I'm still trying to respond to you, which is because when we take the most expanded perspective possible, who are we? We're the divine. Mm. When we can see things from that far back, right? If we can take 10 steps back and not just a single step back to get perspective, there's benefits and that there's things to be enjoyed. And that's not just a glass half full perspective or a gratitude bullshit thing. It's just the... There's fucking upside to everything and life just is. And my body just is. And that's the detachment piece we're always going to play with when we're coming into or out of 3D. It takes time and it takes a bit of practice sometimes. Again, that's just wiring that new barometer, which is like your divine barometer, right? Yeah, which is everything's great all the time. Yeah. And it really is because it's just fucking awesome. Being in body is just fucking weird. It is just fucking weird. And dealing with a world in which we learned or had it ingrained in us that we weren't good enough and that that was reflected through our physical bodies or our emotional experiences, you know, or like even our, our mental experiences, like every which way we've experienced that, we're having to fucking heal it. But like you've said, you can't escape it either. We can't keep looking at spirituality as like, the, the road out. Yeah, because you say, yay, we're divine. And I'm like, that doesn't change anything. You've got to figure out how yeah, I heal it for myself. Exactly. We're done with this world where we have to create, quote unquote, communities or communes. Outside. Because outside of our everyday lives, our everyday lives need to be reflective of who we are and who we are evolving into. And that has to be worked in with into our communities as they are, not be, as we wish them or fantasize them to be. The more we heal our own personal trauma, the more we can heal the collective human trauma of separation, right? Because once we've accepted all of that and healed it within, we can begin to hold space for it. So people can start to come into it for themselves, right? That makes sense. Like when I'm feeling a bit insecure, the podcasts become a bit more Raya centric. <laughs> and so we tend to go off script. Oh yeah. And so, because in a weird way, I'm trying to find a resolution to whatever problem I'm having mm -hmm. through the podcast. The irony of which is that if we'd actually just done the podcast without me making it Raya centric, oh. those answers would normally come through. But because I don't, you end up having to carry bits 
and because I'm still like banging on, but how do I feel better? And actually, if I just do something else, then naturally things will slot back into place because they are usually in place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. just a little thought that's come up somewhere and that I can't quite get rid of yet. Yeah. And there'll be a reason for it, mm-hmm. but it's not something that's going to change what I do. So I might as well just keep doing what I'm doing because in living my life, that is how I will get those resolutions and keep going. And things that would have bothered me before don't won't bother me again and on and on and on. But what stops us from doing that is this idea that we can only do one thing at one time. So if I'm with you to talking to you, that must mean that's the only thing I'm doing rather than actually I'm talking to you, but maybe my emotional body is healing something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe my spiritual body is getting some new information. Maybe my mental body is connecting some more dots. Maybe other lots of things are happening at the same time. We yeah. have we have more than one body. Yes. Right. Um, Very true. We We are not limited to just this physical body. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to go into dreams, but like, you know, we were sleeping, but we're also doing a fuck ton of other things at the same time. You know, so. I mean, my husband writes in his sleep. Yeah. He'll go to bed thinking about how he wants to compose something and he'll wake up with the full answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you said sleep on it. Yeah. But that's the thing. Even if I look at something as stupid, like, you know, we joke about how quickly I did my karma and how much I've learned in such a short space of time. I mean, reason, gold star. Thank you. But <laughs> funnily enough, I don't need that validation on that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the reason why is because I allowed so many different things to happen at one time. One lesson had like 17 layers, mm-hmm. right? One person had like four different experiences. You know, once I was attached, I allowed my, you know, I learned everything. I took everything I could from every, I, I, when I say I lived life to the fullest, it's not that I took all the risks. I literally took everything I could from every experience. Oh yeah. You just sucked it all dry. I literally, you know, I finished my plate. Yeah. And so it is that, but when we allow ourselves, so what seemed like it took three years Mm -hmm. actually probably would have, could have been like six or nine. Oh, normally that's about as long as it would take. And everyone can do it like that. And I, and I realize that you can stretch behind what we think is human time Yes. in terms of learning Yeah. because there is so much to be gained and gleaned and learned. And that's not to put a pressure on, oh, the faster you go is because you're not putting enough effort in. It's nothing like that. Is it, yeah. Can you trust that some of your bodies are working out their own shit while you're not consciously like on top of them? Yeah. Oh, no, that's fair. And that when things, that's fair. When things are ready to surface for you to either simply acknowledge or do something about... Or just piece of information, FYI, can you just be open to hearing them and, and allowing whatever to move through? Like, you have to be able to, like, when we talk about consciousness, about having physical, emotional, mental bodies, or higher consciousness when you throw spiritual in the mix, yes, we are talking about operating as one. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we're operating as one, as in we're all taking one step forward at the same time in the same way every single moment. It means that also we're all working as one together, and sometimes somebody's going to do some. And someone's going to do something else, and yeah. we're all working towards our one goal and goal. Yeah, I mean, to be Is fair, that once correct? you're validating, me. I'm joking, <laughs> but I'm just genuinely curious. <laughs> well, once we're in higher consciousness, everything is firing all the time on everything, right? And there's the, and that's what we call alignment. Once we're really within our, you know, in consciousness and and full body consciousness is what we call it. You know, it's enough, and it's a bit like when you're sort of traversing a highway, right? And that highway represents everything we could be doing at the same time, but we can only occupy one lane Mm. at a time, right? And this is kind of like what our growth and evolution looks like, especially even in 3D where, okay, well, I've got to tend to, you know, I'm going to tend to my physical body right now. I'm going to tend to my mental body right now. And I'm just going to kind of keep traversing these lanes all the while moving forward. 
And that's pretty much how we've been operating, but we've done it with such a lack of awareness that we just feel like we're kind of just changing lanes without, you know, just sort of just because, as opposed to really the fact that this is where I need to be at the moment. Okay. And consciousness allows us to actually make the most of. But can we be doing stuff in two days at the same time? Well, once we've achieved a certain level of consciousness, we can. And higher consciousness. Well, by then we're pretty much done and everything just kind of will flow according to our fate or stuff that we can magic. And as we said in a previous episode, quantum leap, we have the sense with our, within our fate that we have a destination, right? I mean, that's our quote unquote destiny. But when we are out of 3D and we're out of our karma, there is no more destiny. There's no more destiny. It's just the big fate, right? And so imagine in terms of this highway metaphor, we're just traveling along, we're traveling along, we always have a destination. We're never just kind of like on the road just for a drive. At some point, we're going to get tired. We're going to want to pull over, whatever. And we always have a sense that we we have to take a certain amount of time to get somewhere, right? You Usually with your destination in mind, you always calculate, it's going to take me, you know, half an hour to get to Heathrow, for instance. And then you're trying to calculate the best route as you go, yeah, to save yourself time. Sounds like my days. <laughs> Yes. You're really good about that. That's very kind of you. It's the opposite. Go on. Now, when you are in 5D and you are in higher consciousness is when you can manipulate time. So you can get to where you're going faster. Now, it used to be in 3D. In order to do this, you had to use your mental body. I don't know if you've ever like tried to do that when you were a kid. But in order to magic an arrival time, if you will like an ability to get somewhere where it almost seems like there's no way I'm going to make it on time or I don't know how any of this is going to happen. You have to be in higher consciousness because there's a way to stretch time. So that way you can exist in between the planes. So your physical body is somewhere, is is in one place, but your other three bodies are already in the other place. And so your physical body will naturally, in order to remain aligned, we'll find the fastest way to get there. And you won't even know how it happened. Does that make sense? Kind of. Are we talking about like getting to the airport on time or getting to a place in our fate on time? A place in your fate on time. Then yes, it makes much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, I was like, you know, it'd be really amazing though just to get to the airport on time with that. I was like, I'm really loving this right now. <laughs> I used to say, I asked you, you see, I used to say all the time, can you manipulate, you can't manipulate time, you can't manipulate time. Today, turns out you can. You can. <laughs> I always knew you could. Yes, but we could ever tell you you could because then you would have again gone back to 1A in the outline, which is, or 1B which is do it backwards. So then you would have been like, oh, wow, I ha- I get- there's all this shit I can kind of do. But then you would have never divested yourself of your karma. So your life would have never changed. Yeah. And it would have never been meaningfully better. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, you actually cannot manipulate time if you are not in higher consciousness. When you were in higher consciousness, when you're in 5D, yeah. hopefully you've done all the steps. Yes. If not, keep going. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> How does one do that? How do you get your emotional, mental, and spiritual body to be somewhere else so that your physical body can catch up? And how is that different from quantum leaping? Okay, well, first of all, quantum leaping is about using a very like very specific portals of energy in order to to get from one place in your fate tapestry, yeah, not just the highway. Right now yeah. we're in the tapestry, which is broader than yeah, the it's highway. Yeah, like a spaghetti example. junction. Exactly. So if 
from like one point in that tapestry to a whole other point that you couldn't possibly do just by like traipsing through your normal path. Fine. It would just die beforehand. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you would need like thousands more steps between that point to get to where you're going. That's what the quantum leaping bit does. Okay, fine. Yeah. We're, you know, we, this is a, a somewhat different concept right which is you're on your way somewhere already let's just get there faster exactly exactly one to step two exactly you know for instance what have we created that could be used as an example like the modules that we created they've just been sitting there sitting there and doing nothing but at some point once we put them out there and they exist in that physical form because they've already existed because we put all that consciousness into it it's already going to be in a different plane what plane is that the real one, <laughs> the one that is fully exercised. Because once you create anything, once anything exists, it has form. So it's a bit yeah. like how people say, like someone goes, oh, it feels like it happened overnight. And someone goes, well, no, it didn't actually happen overnight. Because for all this time, I've been doing this, that, the other to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like that. I guess. It is a bit like that. If it already exists in a particular form, as in it has its own consciousness, right? And all that is missing if you will is the physicality of that form then all we need to do is just allow the the two planes to meet up and how does one do that you quite simply will it but again you can only will it from 5d okay and how do you will it if it is your fate is it is already written and so you just have to allow it and you just have to say yes as in this is what i This is what I desire. This is what is. This is what will be. It is complete and absolute ownership of of whatever the thing is. It's not just a desire. It is of your fate. When we talk about magic, right, we've talked about desire. Okay, you create from this point, you know, you're whatever. But when you are, when you're, because this isn't just magic. This is like full fate. Yeah, So when you are doing that, which we also call flow, but flow is just, you know, my days are unfolding. It's all great. Yeah. Yeah. But like when there's really a particular thing, when I'm living my purpose and I'm maximizing every opportunity of my life and this really needs to happen because I know that this is like, this is really getting me to my destination and you will it just by owning it. But it's not about a specific person. It's about, or anything like that. There's no, you don't have conditions attached to it. None at all. It, but it's just generally. Like I always have to say that. Just like a fucking record. Thank you for qualifying. But it's generally an event or an experience. So this, okay, for example, I want this to go well mm-hmm. for these reasons. Or I want to, whatever. My purpose depends greatly on this unfolding and happening this way. That's very hard when you're when you're in 5D and higher consciousness and you kind of have no ego because you're not tied to things happening. Yeah, but it doesn't way. have to be tied. You can say that it does depend on this. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's never life or death. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I guess that's why you have to be in 5D and higher consciousness because you have to be able to look at it like that. Exactly. Where that almost feels weird to be like... It is. It's weird to say something depends on something, yet it matters not at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was like... like, I know, I'm like looking at you, it's like the expression on your face, but I'm like, it makes perfect sense because you just don't give a shit. And we go back to that. And we go back to that. 
There's like it's a tricky thing. It, it feels it feels it's really a tricky weird. thing because you just you're dancing. You're constantly dancing around this idea of like it matters so much. But it matters not at all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and that could make you feel like you're going a bit crazy, but it's actually nothing to do with your mind. It's just you know that it's important, but you just don't know how. You know you'll be fine anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe you know why it is important, but you're like, well, someone else will come along. Something else will come along. Whatever happens, I'll be fine. The limitless possibilities of our fate allow for this, so it's going to be okay. But we're talking about really taking ownership of that fate, Mm -hmm. and if you want to be able to like quantum leap, let's say. Or if you want to be able to speed up time, or you want to do all these amazing things, you have to really own your divinity. Yeah. And that's I mean, what we're effectively saying, right? But as long as we're cruising along and we come into this, we come to these sort of junctures, right? Along the metaphorical road. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's just you get to a junction, you're like, actually, right now I know what I want and I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I want this this way. Well, I know what is for my betterment and what's going to most benefit my purpose. Like yeah. a lot of this, it keeps coming back to our purpose. But we can only come to a place where we can serve the collective efficiently and meaningfully and in a fulfilling way when we are out of our karma. We don't have any ego. And I know it's a much more boring explanation than the one that you like to give. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, living your purpose is just being that beautifully happy person and making the collective a happier place because there's one happy person in that and if that happiness can spread to the next people the next people by something that you do then that's amazing yeah yeah i'm just the really boring person that's like okay but then it takes a couple steps to get there and i'm just like just be happy shiny happy <laughs> people holding hands. Are. and i'm like but some people they find that really confusing i sometimes find it confusing but if it yeah. makes me scared Yeah. So yeah, exactly. If it makes you scared and this is kind of like what it takes to get out of our karma is pretty much what it takes to really cruise along this particular path, which is, you know, as we said, what benefits us in our karma in terms of building up our power, aka our divinity will always serve us going forward, right? In our post-karmic lives. Otherwise we wouldn't do it in the first place. It's not just for lols. And the point is, is that it's time for us, once we're in 5D, once we're sort of traversing our paths and living our purposes, we're meant to start saying yes to everything. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you're asking, what does it take? And like, it just means saying yes to every opportunity that comes your way. Okay. You use discernment to say no, right? Mm -hmm. Like my calendar is already filled I really can't like add one more thing. But the reality is that really once you are in flow, it's going to be very clear what will benefit you. And so what will always be a great big yes. We're not meant to create really busy calendars just because we can't be alone. Sometimes when everyone's going to shit, sometimes it's nice just to have a few hours just in silence. And I have to say, it's something that I have always weirdly done, but now I see how important is to me where I do need an at least an hour or two alone a day Mm -hmm. totally alone yeah and whether it's something like I'm watching tv I'm reading a book I'm doing our own work it doesn't matter what I'm doing but I do need some time where I'm not interacting with the outside world in any shape way or no and it's really beneficial because why would you want to be when most People are going through their shit. Well, not even just that. It's, I need to be able to have the energy for it. Yeah. And I need sometimes, I just like the stillness. Like, you know, when we talk about karma, 
and we talk about people who are unable to be alone. It says you don't want to be alone because you don't want to look at yourself. But if you like what you're looking at, mm -hmm. it's quite nice to be alone because it's just a peace. Yeah. And I love connection. I really do. I love being with people. I really do. It is part of what feels like my purpose. Mm -hmm. But regardless of that, I will not be able to connect to them authentically and in integrity unless I have connected to myself. And I kind of sometimes need to just do that alone. Yeah. I don't know if that even makes sense. It does. But, I really wish I had an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I do like being busy. I do like that fast-paced energy. Sometimes I struggle to keep up with it, but I do really like it. I like that feeling of excitement. I like the feeling of movement. Mm -hmm. As much as I hate feeling like I'm moving into something unknown. It's like a really fun mix of like lols over here. Um, <laughs> Super fun. But there is a part of me that does come from my heart that just says like, I can do this. Yeah. I am capable of more than I've experienced yeah. because I have already achieved much more than I ever thought I would experience. My world is so much bigger and so much more joyful and so much more fun and so much, much more amazing and all the superlatives. And I created that. So yeah. I think I can create anything. Yeah. And it takes saying, yes, our purpose depends on us to start embracing everything. Like, and even our magic, if we put limitations upon our experiences, where we go, what we do, who we see, when we see them, or what when we do everything. Us, what doesn't suit us, what we like, what we don't like. Yeah. And everything. Exactly. And yeah, we're allowed to have standards. We're allowed to exercise our discernment. But the beauty of not having an ego is that you also are allowed to grow out of those things too. You are. You are. I mean, it, and again, it's a funny dance. It's like, but I know what works for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you'll know you're so tuned in, it will just be natural. Yeah. But really when you are in this phase of your post-karmic life, a lot of what comes your way are the things that are opportunities and they are meant for you to say yes to. That's lovely. Yeah. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.